Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Ipswich Town podcast brought to you by Ginger Pickle and Manscaped. Uh, no Mark Heath today, he's recovering from uh, from his knee knee surgery, which was discussed on, on the last pod. He made it through the surgery, all is good. Um, my name is Andy Warren, I'm joined by Stuart Watson, Ross Halls. Stu, you were giving it the big one in the last pod about uh, not being injured. We were talking about our sporting injuries and now tell everybody what's happened. You've got an injury. I don't know if I was giving it the big one. I think yeah. I was asked, have you, have you got injured? And I said, I'm reluctant to say anything because I might curse myself. Um, Sounds big to me. Great irony on the day that Mark Heath underwent surgery on an injury that he sustained playing in the KOA five-a-side. I got injured playing in the KOA five-a-side. Uh, I need to make an apology publicly to Ross Halls. I've said it personally. I'll say it publicly now it was a tackle that was within the laws of the game all of the ball big chunk of the ball great tackle maybe not within the spirit of a, of a friendly kickabout on a fiver side it was one of those ones where I made the tackle and I heard everyone go oh and then I think somebody said well let's just calm it down a little bit lads shall we I thought maybe I'd maybe it overstepped the line I was a little bit frustrated we were losing uh, the goals were flying in, and um, yeah, I uh, I made a bit of a, a, a crunching tackle on on Ross, but I came out the the wrong side of it, which uh, which will teach me. I've got to, my ankle has ballooned up; it's black and blue at the moment. Ouch, Ross! What was your what was your take on the tackle? Were you were you instantly on your feet, Demar- waving imaginary yellow cards around? Um, I, I will admit, Stu, and Stu's got a witness to this, I did get straight up, didn't I, Stu? Even though I was like, oh, that hurt a little bit. Um, but, you know, we were we were winning. And I, I was, do you know what? I was maybe taking the piss a little bit. I was being slow. And I, I should I should be aware that Stu's going to come in and tackle me at some stage. But I was just taking it slow. And out of nowhere, Stu just went, God, I'm going to take Ross out. don't think, you know, you didn't do it deliberately. But you, you were trying to win the ball. And you won the ball. Fair's fair. But you've come out with an injury, you know. I'm, I'm fine, somewhat, even though I've got a bit of a my ribs hurt a little bit. But that's from a previous injury. Oh, yeah. um, mate! If you're if you're taking the mick out of people on the pitch, you deserved you deserved that. If I, I I didn't see the tackle, I don't need to see the tackle. It sounds like you deserved it to me. Um, well, I wasn't taking you know I wasn't taking the piss, but I think I was just being a bit slow and I was walking with the ball and Stu just thought I'm just going to get the ball here because yeah. What your take on it, still? You know, I was just being a bit slow with it, I think. No, it wasn't like I was thinking he's he's trying to do kick-ups here. And it wasn't like a Richarlison incident where I just thought, no, I'm not having that. I'm going to wipe him out. I was just, uh, the ball was there to be won. And uh, the com- the competitive animal in me came out slightly. But uh, yeah, that will teach me. I might just, uh, 
I came out worse. You'll learn your lesson. Um, mm. We're recording this on a Friday ahead of a weekend that has no football on it. It's a quiet weekend, an oasis of calm, a break from the the tension of this League One League One promotion battle. So from this point onwards, I um I propose that we don't really discuss Town's position in League One, what Plymouth's form means. Are Barnsley good? Are Sheffield Wednesday definitely going to win the league? I will quickly say that Plymouth are now the leaders of League One following a weekend of football that that town were a week, uh, sort of midweek of football that town weren't involved in. Plymouth go top, they won at Accrington. Barnsley beat Sheffield Wednesday, uh, in a really good game on the TV. Um, and that's all shaking things up a little bit. But from this point onward, guys, I, I think we can we can have a little rest, can't we? Because from, from when we return for the derby game onwards, it's going to be incredibly hectic and an, an emotional roller coaster. So I think we'll use this opportunity to have a little rest for the weekend. That doesn't mean there aren't a few little bits of Ipswich Town news to discuss before we jump into a big old dollop of mailbag questions. So I'm going to chuck out four four things here and then uh, you can jump in with whichever one you want to want to talk about. So very quickly, we believe Town beat Spurs in a behind closed doors game to keep sharp. Season ticket prices have been revealed for next season. The date for the Wembley playoff final has been set and in slightly non-Ipswich related news, uh, Soccer AM has been cancelled. So we're going to not we're going to rush through these four things and then jump into some mailbag ross kick us off which one um which one do you want to talk about uh let's do soccer am i think it's very i think in its current form it's very marmite i think with football fans in general you know of course you've got jimmy bollard you know the former town player um i used to love the crossbar challenge i've seen you put some of the um some of the footage that town players took part in um i think it was it tommy smith and luke hoyam i think who won the most recent one back in 2014 and then um, Alex Bruce won the one in 2008, I think it was. Um, that's always a good, you know, good competition. I always enjoy, and everyone does that these days. But yeah, sad to see Soccer AM go, but I haven't watched it in years. So yeah, your thoughts on it, guys? Yeah, it's uh, it's felt like, let's be honest, it's felt like it's been slightly past. It's had its time, slightly past its sell-by date. Bit 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 of a tired format. I have it at this. I haven't watched it for a long time. I've dipped in and out of it, but it was it's not been its cultural phenomenon that it was in the kind of late 90s, early noughties for a little while, has it? Uh, it was just, it was of its time, wasn't it? It was irreverent. It was, it kind of, it was when music and football were felt like they were sort of bonded so tightly around that time. It kind of fitted in with the whole, you had TGI Friday and, shows you know those live shows that were kind of on the edge and they were fun to watch because you you never quite knew if something was going to go wrong um yeah it was a big part of my sort of uh adolescence growing up uh watching football soccer am for sure we saw little rocket recently didn't we at the uh those awards that we went to in Man- in manchester he was he was part of it um i actually watched it at the weekend I, I haven't watched it for years and years i watched it on a little bit of the replayed version on saturday morning and They've cut it down massive. Didn't it used to be like three hours long? It was like insane. It was like, but I think they cut it down to an hour now. But um, everything comes to an end, doesn't it? Um, Stu, pick pick something else off the little the little news bite sized list. Uh, just touch on the the Tottenham game from yesterday. Ipswich. Yeah, McKenna talked about we're, we're gonna have to keep people sharp with no game for uh, no competitive game for a fortnight. Ipswich went to Spurs training ground yesterday. Uh, with 2-0 down 
to a Spurs team that was was mainly youngsters. Obviously, they've got plenty of players away on international duty at the moment. I believe Hugo Lloris played in goal for them as he comes back from injury. Lucas Moura played and scored. Um, but Ipswich came from 2-0 down to win 3-2, thanks to a Connor Chaplin hat-trick. It was a 70-minute match. Um, sounds like uh, Ipswich kind of tried to give as many minutes to as many different people as possible. Some more minutes for Panucci Kamara as he makes his way back from injury. So, uh, yeah, that sounds like it would, would, have, would have been quite a, um, a useful exercise by the sound of things. Let's analyse this in depth. What does it mean? What does this mean, Stu? Uh, it means... I don't know, Andy. What does it mean? What doesn't it mean? Um, it doesn't mean anything. It means it means it means sharpness, doesn't it? I think that's a that's about it. I don't think we can read anything into Town coming back to beat Spurs. We didn't see the game. We've got no more to say. Season ticket prices—they've gone up ever so slightly. I think 20, 20 quid if you renew your season ticket, which for me, um, I think is after two years of price freezes, and that that could get a Championship season ticket as well. So um, I, I don't think that's been been greeted particularly particularly badly is it I don't, I don't think so i think people are actually happy to buy a season ticket now you know back in the day trying to sell season tickets were, were you know tricky for for town as a whole but now fans love it even you know people of all ages want to go i'm sure there's some people who went out of season ticket in years i'll probably go people who listen to this podcast they can you know what i'm tempted you know potential championship football but also great football in mckenna so yeah i think fans just yeah just looking forward to it we think it is is it kind of around eighteen thousand season tickets at the moment? Is that am I about right in saying that? Like I I'm really interested to know what that gets up to for the start of next season, particularly particularly if Town are in the championship, but even if they're not, that that could that, that could touch the twenty the twenty mark you'd you'd maybe think, which is remarkable really, isn't it? Yeah, could be a hot ticket, couldn't it, for, for Ipswich Town games. It doesn't feel that long ago that we were looking at half-empty stadiums, nights where the attendance went out as, I don't know, 15,000, 16,000, but it was pretty clear that it was well below that in terms of season ticket holders just not turning up um, for cold Tuesday nights and things like that. And here we are talking about Ipswich potentially selling 20,000-plus season tickets and people not being able to to get into home games. Um, yeah, no arguments about them putting it up. I don't think it's a it's a massive hike. Uh, they've been frozen year after year for a long time. It's good value for money in terms of the entertainment factor, which are winning games. Um, and most importantly, you said this to me when we talked about it at, yesterday, Andy, the club are reinvesting the month. The, the club are spending money. So it wasn't like before if they suddenly said, we want you to pay more and you'd think, well, you're not where where is the signs of you reinvesting this in the infrastructure where is the signs of you reinvesting this in in the squad um they are now so um yes there's a lot of there's big big cash behind it switch in terms of the american ownership but as we know with um financial fair play Ipswich will move into if if they go up which we hope they do they'll move into a slightly different financial fair play model but ultimately you are still limited to what you can spend based on what you bring in. So that season ticket money um, is vital to what Ipswich are trying to do. Last last little bit of news. The Wembley playoff final date has been set. 
we thought it all it had already been set because it was set at the start of the season for Sunday the 28th of May. Um it's now Monday the 29th of May which brings with it some some wonderful symmetry back to to 2000 which we've talked about a few times it's just another nod to that uh, 23 years on from that playoff final victory but Ross just to check you are around that day uh, we're hoping we're not needed but that's not that's not you're not going to have to cancel any holiday or anything are you or no, no, no. I think, like everybody, you, you sort of make sure you prepare for dates. Um, I know there's some people who missed the Wembley 2000 because of weddings or holidays or whatever. But um, but no, I think we're all good. But you know what? May not need it. So, and uh, we'll carry on that chat next week because, yeah, we'll be talking about that, I'm sure, for every week until the end of the season. We sure will. Plenty of twists and turns. Right. That's a news rundown. Can uh, I throw done. one more element into the news rundown, Andy? Sorry. If you, I know if you, you said want. you don't want to talk about what others are doing and stuff, but it seems like we should probably reflect quickly on the Barnsley-Sheffield Wednesday result. We we all kind of decided or said what we thought we wanted the result to be. Uh, I think no nobody said Barnsley win. I think a few, few of you said draw. I, I said ideally a Sheffield Wednesday win. Um they're in form, aren't they, at the moment? That is, to me, that backs up even more the decision not to play this game this weekend because Ipswich would have gone to Oakwell and that place would have been absolutely bouncing off the back of scoring four goals and beating Sheffield Wednesday, knocking them off the top. They'd gone 20-something games without losing before them. They're South Yorkshire rivals. James Norwood amongst the goals. Um yeah, I'm not sure that would have been great timing for Ipswich. I know people will go, well, we're in form as well. We've won six in a row. You've got to believe in yourself. But um, I think that backs up the uh, the decision for that, that game for Ipswich not to be taken on that game without a couple of their best players this weekend. Yeah, it certainly left a, left a, a launch pad for all four of those teams will be thinking they can, uh, they can get the job done. All about Ipswich, though. If they win there, if they do what they need to do, They'll they'll get there, but it's uh, I think it's Towns form that will make it. I, I'm trying I'm trying not to worry too much much about the others. It's, um, and that's what Kieran McKenna would say as well. I'm sure. Um, I want one of you two to sing the mailbag song, please. Um, I don't want to sing it today. Ross has put his finger up. He's trying to point to Stu, but I'm going to take that as him volunteering to do it. So, um, off off mute, please, Ross, and off <clears throat> you go. Should I rap? No, I won't do a yes, rap. please. Uh, yes, please. Thank no, you. I won't do a rap. Mailbag, uh, mailbag. Andy, Stu, and Roscoe dip into the mailbag. Do do do. That was a bit of a very nice. The torch has been passed. No, um, no. we've had a lot of mailbag questions this week, and I've printed them all off, cut them up. And put every single one of them in my glasses case. And I'm just going to pick them out at random. Why is that funny? Funny. See? Look at this little, little That's treasure how chest. should do all cup drawers. Well, out, out the glasses case on little scraps of paper. Yes, please. Mm. Um, but before uh, the first one, I've, I've picked one out just to get us kick, kicked off. Um, and then we'll then we'll delve into the, the glasses case and see what, what fate gives us. Um, first one is, imagine you had a website and you want to get more people to that website so you can get more leads and customers. Is there a company you would recommend for that job? Can anyone give me an answer on that? 
Tough one. I think I might know who sent this question in. See what he's done there. Good work. Um, I would recommend for anyone facing those issues, Andy, to visit Ginger Pickle. They are the goat of digital marketing. They sure are. Um, that tweet was sent in by an at Ginger Pickle Marketing. Okay. Very, very clever. Um, very, very clever. Um, that's a, a, the first ever sponsored mailbag post. That's a new revenue stream for us. Sponsored by Ginger Pickle. Right. Let's go in. It's done the Rod Stewart. Of course he has. Almost, almost all of these are non-football related. There are a few football ones in there, but almost all of them aren't, which tells me how people are feeling going into a bit of a blank weekend. I think this is a this is a break. This is a chance for us all to rest because from now on it's going to be it's going to be hectic. First out the hat is a football question uh, from Dan, the Hartful Dodger. Will Town be signing Luongo? I get the feeling he's got the feeling of a player we all fall in love in but walks off into the sunset at the end of the season. Massimo Luongo of course on a on a 6-month contract signed in January till the end of the season and has been incredibly good at the moment. But will he stay longer? You're both on mute. Who wants who wants to talk to me about Massimo Luongo? <clears throat> Let's see if he can get to the end of the season without getting injured first. I think that is step number one for him. His form has certainly been very, very impressive over the last month. He's a player that's played at championship level. He's still a decent age as well. We talk about him being an experienced player. He's how old is he, Andy? Thirty. Good age. Sorry, yeah. Uh, Thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Under the hall um, is that is that it within the halls threshold? Can you be thirty? You got. You can be thirty and be good. If you're thirty and rubbish, then see you later, mate. <laughs> Just get if they're rubbish, you get rid of them anyway. Why? Why are yeah. you bringing the old the age into this? Because it's I a think thing. you've got. I think you've got to own this, Ross. I think yeah. you've, you've you've said it now. You that's it. You should if you're you just that's I feel, it. You I feel bad. I'm just, 30, I'm just you're gone. I'm just killing people's careers here because some players can get to 38. Like Richard Keogh, I know he's not playing at the moment, but he is. You know, still got a contract at a professional football club. So I don't want to kill people's football careers. But yeah, Massimo Longo, I like him. I think that's a good point, Stu, about. Um... I want to see him complete the season in this form and and without any niggles missing. It it took it took two months to get him up to speed to play. There are reasons for that. Um, of course, he he had a, he had basically a half half season of of not playing for Middlesbrough. That was always going to take time. But I think Sheffield Wednesday fans would be looking looking at Massimo Luongo in no way surprised right now what he's doing for Town. But they'll all tell you the same thing that that they they would be worried about him breaking down and missing time. So, but if he can if he can if he can kind of get through to the end of the season and, and keep this form up and um and keep the fitness up, as he'll stay, won't he? That, that that surely won't be. Uh, yeah, I mean, you've got to think about the the squad as a whole. There are some moving parts here, uh, and I know Ashton kind of sits down with McKenna and looks at looks at the number of players in a certain position and pathways being blocked and things like that. If it's which do go up, they'll want to upgrade in certain areas and they won't want to feel like they've, they're clogged up in too many areas. And you talk about you'd have Morsi, 
Evans, Dominic Ball, let, let's not forget about. Cameron Humphreys, you'd have to decide whether you, you loaned him out for his progress. Kamara, you've then got people like Harper and El Mazzuni coming back from, from loan as well. So there's a few moving parts to this. But if Massimo Luongo continues his current form to the end of the season, stays fit and is part of a team that goes up, I, I don't see in a way that you wouldn't want to make a move for him. No, well, for me, from what from the evidence that we've seen so far, he'd slot in above all but Morsi and potentially Evans on that on that depth chart for me. So, absolutely. Um, let's get back into the mailbox. It's a mail. It's a mailbox today. A mail, the mail case. Um, okay, the TV licensing officer says, "This is. Have you renewed your TV license? I'm looking at you, Ross." Yes. You know, okay. Even though, yeah. Okay. Dear Kings, if you were an evil supervillain, but you could only use your powers to mildly inconvenience people rather than for pure evil, what would you choose? Also, oh, I'm not even going to finish it. Also, what is Heath's issue with Yorkshire puddings? I'm not. We're not doing that again. <laughs> scr- scrub that. That's not. Even, that's not being discussed ever again on this podcast. Um, supervillain inconveniencing people. Um, hmm. You don't want to go too far with it. I just make their hair grow really like unnecessarily fast. So it's just inconvenienced. <laughs> I have to, yeah. <laughs> Do, would that work? Uh, every have to day, constantly how... shave and cut their hair like three times a day. That's re- yeah. That's incredibly inconvenient. Just sat in a meeting. Oh yeah, here it goes. It's gone over your face. That sounds horrendous. You evil, evil supervillain. Um, I've got. I think I'd remove train t- all timetables for travel. Mm. Just they go when they go. So they all run at the same sort yep. of. They still yep. have set times. Yeah, but you don't know them. But you don't know. But you could learn them off by heart if you. Yeah, you could, but. It out. But it's inconvenient to have to do yeah. that. Um, there is a flight to Turin today if you want to get it. Don't know when. Just turn up, see. That's what I'd do. Bit of chaos. Got anything, Rossi? Uh, I'll just misplace everyone's keys of their cars or houses. Just yeah. Oh, you, you thought your keys were there, but no, they're not. They're over there, and then yeah, they're about to walk over to it and move it again. Um, just little things. Do you know one thing as well? Back to the haircut thing, or about. Do you know some like football clubs? I think they have like in-house hairdresser, and they get their hair cut like every week, once a week, which is just footballers, footballers, footballers. Yeah. I very, very strictly have to do mine once a month, otherwise it mm-hmm. becomes unmanageable and it just balloons out, balloons out the side. But um, <laughs> what I've done here is I've made them way too small. They're like the little things you get. These little, they're like the things you get inside um, fortune, fortune cookies. cookies. Yeah. yeah. Huck, I think we might have done this one before. Um, if if the police arrested you with no explanation, what would your friends and family assume you had done? I think we have done this before. Yeah. Uh, 
did you just eat the question? Yeah. Is it edible? Because we've done it before. That's okay. my punishment. My punishment. I did try and remove <laughs> ones that we've done before. I think um, we have because it sparked the anecdote about you getting actually arrested in mm. in Germany for identity fraud. Which yeah, um, and they'd assume that I've done that again. And listen, yeah. Okay, Hannah Derbyshire, what is your pre-match routine? I've actually got a, a new pre-match routine for home games that I've started doing this year. I go and have a little drink in in Subway in Cardinal Park. At, um, few hours before kickoff just to just to calm my thoughts I've, I've never really had a pre pre-match routine before just to have a bit of a disconnect between hanging out with a four-year-old at home and then having to be in work mode for football matches that's my that's my little pre-match routine do you guys have you got you guys got anything what are you drinking in in subway um a pepsi max from the um dispenser thing no sandwich no, no, just a drink. Always confuses the people behind the, the counter as well because yeah. they expect you to go and line up at the sandwich end. Mm. But no, I go straight to the till and they think I'm either a delivery driver or um, or just a bit lost. I want to know Ross's. What do you do, Ross? Well, of course, it's, this can be different for home or away, but we'll stick to home games because um, the away games are just where we meet up, don't we? And we, we just drive the Honda Jazz. Um, my routine is basically meeting up with good old Liam from Crew at the um, 800 um, Park and Ride. We'll meet him at, uh, around the corner and then we walk to the bus stop and wait for it. Um, sometimes it's on time, sometimes it's not. Sometimes we miss it. Sometimes it's bang on time and we're happy days. And then, yep, he gets off at Tower Ramparts, Sour Makers, whatever you call it, Electric House, if you call it that. And then, yeah, I walk to Porton Road and have some food and game on. And he's just <laughs> removed the question from his mouth. I don't know how long, how long that was in there. You just... I couldn't break it down. <laughs> the saliva wasn't strong enough. Yeah, I okay. couldn't break it. I couldn't break it down. Um, let's go back in. Don't want to know mine. <laughs> I assumed you didn't have one. You, there's you not mean... much of a routine, no. It's yeah, trying trying to be a bit of a dad in the morning on a home game, and then uh, I like to get to the ground about one o'clock, and then go in. And there's my probably one of my best that that hour between one and two is the calm before the storm, where we can get a bit. We see a lot of familiar faces there. Say hello to to David who signs us in. Have a bit of a chat with him. See Chris on the way in at the start of the steps, and and other friendly faces that say hello, and have a bit of a catch up with people like Brenna, Woolley, and Mick Mills, and have a bit of a bite to eat. It's um, I like that. And you see hour. me, you get to see me see for you. a bit. Yeah, yeah. another yeah. hour of me. Um, right. Sam Edwards with Heath presumably unavailable. Yep, he's dosed up on morphine and sat on his sofa with his knee up. Uh, who would you draft in as a replacement host if you could have anyone other than me? I'm not. I'm not very good at being the host. Um, so celebrity host, I guess we're talking about. Who would who would fit into the Kings of Anglia podcast from the world of uh, the world of TV? Hmm. Imagine if you just dropped Paddy McGuinness into this. He was the first name that came to my head, and I don't know why. No, but but it would, would, it, would it work though? Uh, yeah, probably. 
got a bit more broadcasting experience than us. Um, he has, yeah, yeah, he's got a bit. The, uh, Is he into the, football? Yeah, he's into football. He plays a soccer, doesn't he? I think he plays a soccer that game. Um, maybe just for you, Andy. Maybe the host of Naked Attraction. That that woman. She's 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 experienced, didn't she? That woman, that woman from Naked Attraction. I'm, I mean, it would be, it'd be great to have her on. Um, is that Amanda Richardson? Is that her name? I think that's her name, yeah. uh, It works. Yeah. Do you know why it works? Anna, you know Richardson. Who Anna Richardson. There we go. You know who Anna, Anna Richardson. Richardson is, um, who Anna Richardson's partner is, don't you? I do know who Anna Richardson is. Your lookalike, Sue Perkins. So it would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> she... She would be so confused by that. <laughs> right. if, she, if, she, if she came on here and you suddenly went, doesn't Andy look like Sue? She'd be like, no. <laughs> but I do. Put the glasses on. <laughs> I do. Right, okay. that's decided. Paddy McGuinness, yeah, you're so and, sorry. You've just missed out at the interview stage. Yeah, we'll have Anna from Naked Attraction. <laughs> We did, we did, we did, did I lie for you last? Would I lie for you last Christmas? Didn't we? This Christmas, the special is going to be a, na- a naked attraction <laughs> oh <my> special. <laughs> Nobody needs that. <laughs> uh, Graz Manic uh, wants to know if you bought a mystery holiday, so you didn't know where you were going until you get to the airport, and it's already paid for. What would be the worst destination they could send you to? Somewhere really hot. It would be somewhere really dreadfully hot for me. You get sweaty back the minute Before, you yeah. step off the plane. Yeah, just like I'd, I, I wouldn't because I, I naturally I wouldn't have packed enough kind of warm weather clothes because I don't really own enough warm warm weather clothes. I would just be horribly unprepared. I'd be I have my big coat and like nice jump like big jumpers to wear in probably in the Arizona the Arizona desert or. Um, but I would love, I would love to go to to there though. That's disrespectful to the current ownership of Ipswich Town, isn't it? Can't say. It's only, it's only, it's only the weather. I'd love to go to Phoenix. I'd absolutely love to go. Okay, but, just, um, but in the middle of the desert, yeah. Uh well, for me, I like, I like the concept of this. Is there a? Does someone surely does this already? Some sort of travel company where you can just pay. 200 quid and you get what you get when you turn up at the airport surprisedestinations.com well I, I bet you someone does it Some YouTube. it must exist yeah um, oh, I don't know if it's a family holiday uh, somewhere where there's loads of peanuts in the cuisine because my daughter has a very severe peanut allergy which is a major source of anxiety so probably that would be China or somewhere like that that has a lot of peanuts like, in the cuisine. Yeah. I think that would be our worst nightmare. Pe- peanut oil. A lot of cooking in peanut oil. I believe done. Nigeria is um, is quite high on the peanut, both production and consumption. So that that might be one. Have you been checking this out? Have you been, like, been crossing off places on the world then? There's no, no Nigerian holidays for the Watsons. Uh, no, that's not. Yeah, we're not going to Lagos anytime soon. What about you, Ross? Uh, any war zones? You know, don't fancy that. <laughs> don't fancy that. And North Korea probably isn't one you really want to go to. 
Um, I don't think they'd let you in, to be honest, mate. No, probably not. And they'll look and go, who the hell's this Suffolk boy? Um, if they know what Suffolk is. But, um, but yeah, I think most places oh, they don't mind. They know. They, they, know. they, know, yeah. they know what Suffolk is. Yeah, big, big, big things. But I'm, I'm game for anything, to be fair. Just, yeah, I'm happy with all weathers. But, yeah, war zones, maybe not. Surprise, you're going to the Donbass region. <laughs> Just... Ooh, challenge. He's going in. You're on mute. What's happened? Is he? It's, it's, it's There's no mute it? sign, but you're just lip reading. Oh. Oh no. Is he unplugged? No, this mic, I'll be honest, mate. Can you hear me now? This mic, yes. this mic is beginning to show signs of uh, being a little loose in the old, uh, the old plug-in area. It's um, needs a little bit of maintenance, I think. Um, Luke Driver wants to know. There's always talk of football kits on this pod, but what is your all-time favourite and least favourite Ipswich Town kit? Well, I feel like you need to answer this first, Andrew. Um, my favourite one is the one in both of those frames up there. My least favourite one would be the one from 2005-2006 with the big white sash on it that then turns into a big blue sash on the shorts power gen uh yeah i, I believe it had an out an eon and a power gen version of that due okay. to i believe a crossover uh yeah, like that go one on, ross uh worst has got to be the magical vegas um orange one and just magical vegas in general that those kits were just rubbish weren't they um, and favourite for childhood memories has to be the orange Paragen, Paragen kit back in the 2003-04, I think 04 05, I think as well we used it. But yeah, memories of that. I think that's one of my favourite kits wearing as a kid. So they're up there. How's my audio sounding? Uh, fine. I've, just noti- I've just noticed this. Oh. Which, uh, rendered my <laughs> microphone a bit of a waste of time. Let's plug in. See a difference. That's actually worse. It's horrendous. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> That's dreadful. Uh, do you ever have that plugged in? Oh, can't uh, now, now you're on mute. <laughs> we need to get Mark. Put it back we, need, in. we need to get Mark. Mark. Come back. We need to get back. Mark back. He's he's high on morphine and other yeah. and other drugs, but we need to get him back because yeah. Oh, oh, Stu's gone. It's me and you then, mate. Just just, just the two of us. How's your How's your microphone? Um, it's fine. I've got mine plugged in. Does it sound okay? Absolutely fine. Hi. We still sound. Still right. I'm gonna. I'm, I can go into your settings, Stu, and I can sort that microphone out because that's. Do you ever have it plugged in? Because you sounded exactly the same as you normally do, like without it. Can you say some words, please? Hello, testing. I'm talking. How does that sound? Dreadful. Does it? Keep talking. <laughs> this is great. Great podcasting. I'm beginning to wonder whether you've ever had that I microphone promise, plugged in. I promise in. you I do. I promise you I do. 
<laughs> Welcome to live radio, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, absolutely symbolic. What do you want me to do? Oh. Just go back, go back to how you were, I reckon, mate. But you might need to, yeah, you, you might need to change a couple of settings just to get back. I'm going to read out another mailbag question. Yes, let's do that. Uh, this one's from Alistair Rattray. Which current town player would win The Apprentice and what would their business be? I've got one. Go for it. I think Shawnee Aluko would uh, get to the final on The Apprentice and his business, um, his business would be coats and jackets um we get he's not been playing a lot recently but we've seen a little bit of of shawnee up in um up in the press box recently um and he wears a jacket which i'm sure is beyond my level of fashionable comprehension um and i'm sure it's very expensive but it looks like it's made out of a bin liner um but he makes it look really good and i think he could bring those to the the masses it's very kind of shiny um shiny and black we're gonna have to do something without your audio Stu, because something something has changed is it no good there's something weird going on there is like a yeah like a washing machine or something in the background okay i'm i'm concerned about maybe somebody could win the apprentice who could sort us out in terms of um a level of shambles behavior have you got any advances on who might win the apprentice um, maybe a young Connor Chaplin, maybe. Um, he loves his dog, so maybe like a dog grooming business. Maybe Wes Burns gets involved. So maybe as a duo, if you can't, I don't think it could be a duo to win. But they yeah. could go on Dragon's Den, maybe. I know this yeah. is about The Apprentice, but maybe maybe that's a Dragon's Den kind of uh, enterprise for them. Um. I think Connor would be very good in the boardroom. I think he'd get his yeah. he'd get his business done in the boardroom. I think he'd get, get told off by Lord Sugar, though. I think he'll have a, some little funny moments, and Lord Sugar will tell him off, um, but not too serious. Right? How's this? It's all right. Let's no? let's just let's okay. just carry on. Back on. Carry right, on. apprentice. I'd like to see cheeky little Kyle Edwards on there. I think he'd be smiling all the time. I think he'd be good fun. I think he'd keep the morale up of everybody. I think he'd come up with some some idea. He they would do some advertising campaign that would involve him rapping. Uh, yeah. I'd like to see that. Um, can I go back to kits quickly? Because yeah. I will. I will not miss an opportunity to get to to uh, to drum up support for the return of the yellow away kit. It was the original away kit of Ipswich Town from the sort of early to late 70s. Um, and I don't know why there's so much anti-sentiment for it. It's traditional Ipswich Town colours. I like the yellow in the badge and I like the yellow and blue. No green in sight, but the yellow and the blue, I think, feel to me, feels very Ipswichy. I know that sparks a lot of, uh, a lot of anger, but I will, I, will not stop, uh, I will not stop campaigning for this until it happens. I will not rest <laughs> until they return to a yellow kit. Um, I don't like the yellow badge. I know it's true. I don't like the yellow badge. I've got no issue with the yellow shirt as long as it's got some some hefty blue notes on it. I've, who knows? Might even see it the next season. You never know. And then your campaign of, of terror can end. Um, Kyle Edwards on The Apprentice would be wonderful. 
I think he'd. I think Alan Sugar would like him, wouldn't he? I think he'd get. He'd be like the cheeky, the cheeky lad that that gets far, and he'd definitely when he gets fired, he would definitely be with regret. You're fired. Yeah. I think another one, another contender I'd put in is Don Ball. I think he'd be quite intense. I think he'd be quite competitive. Um, this is a man who, when he's been injured before, decided to write a book. I think he'd have a lot of ideas. Um, yeah, I could see Don Ball on there as well. Who would go out week one? <laughs> uh, hmm. It's either going to be someone who goes bulldozing in, kind of Mr. Big, like I'm going to, I'm going to make a name for myself here, and then fails horrendously, or someone that just doesn't contribute in any way whatsoever, and they just take the decision to to allow him to move on. I always get drawn to Luke Wolfenden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he'd just stand up and say thank you for the opportunity and walk out. Yeah, his heart was be... never in it from the start. Yeah. yeah. Poor Luke. Right, back in. People go on about who's the goat, says Callum Pritchett. Is it Messi or Ronaldo? Or is it Wes Burns? But who is your goat in all of life, football or non football? Who's your goat? Too many people talk about the goat. Yeah, it gets on my goat, people overusing the phrase goat. It means the greatest of all time. When people then say Wes Burns is the goat, that be- I know a lot of people say it in jest, but... He's not. He's not the best football player of all time. He's, he's not... Not, even, not even close with the greatest respect and all the love in the world to Wes. Not close. Mm. Uh, you're my goat, Andy Warren. That feels like a cop-out. Why? Come on then, string this out. Why? I didn't know I had to show my workings. Because uh, I'm looking at you and it was the first thing that came into my head. And... Because uh, I'm wise. You, you're very wise. And... We work well together. Oh. There we go. That's the end of today's podcast. We'll leave you. On, <laughs> we'll, leave you we'll leave you on that thought and, and a beautiful, beautiful moment. Who's your goat, Ross? My granddad, Russell. Good old granddad, Russell. He's a lovely man. Lovely granddad. There we go. That's that's all I need to say. He's still with us. Yeah, still with us. My good old. He's ninety. Cher- Cher- I will cherish him. Granddads, granddads, grandparents in general are brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, aren't they? Yeah, I wish I wish my grandparents were still here. Um, my goat. You know how things just pop into your mind, like for some reason Leonardo DiCaprio has just popped into my mind because I watched um, Catch Me If You Can last night. I think he's a really good actor. So he's your greatest. goat in the acting in the acting world. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed Catch Me If You Can. Very good film. Back into the box. We're going to do five more questions. Mullet. If you had to replace one Ipswich Town player in a game this season, who would Kieran send you on for and against which team? 
or Stu, by the signs of things, you're going to get sent on for like in a game that's going to need some big tackles to be put in. Yeah, I saw you did a piece around Morsi's yellow card tightrope. I didn't realise Ipswich was so high in the uh, fair play table this season. They've not actually had that many bookings, have they? So I'm not sure I would help with that. I don't know what scenario you need to send someone on to go and kick and break things up. Well, I'll I'll be honest. I don't think there is a scenario where either of the three, any of the three of us, no. are required in this exceptionally good promotion chasing League One football team. Um, but I think I could probably do a job um, in the games against in the past against Jimmy Floyd, Hasselbanks, Burton, where it's all about aerial dominance and height and and winning big headers. Yeah, ideal for that. Yeah, I think I'd I think I'd do well. Do you know what I would do well at? I think I could probably take a better long throw than most football players can. Ooh. Not the ones that are actually good at it, but there are too many long p- people who do long throws who can't really throw the ball far enough. Um I can throw it quite far. So if you maybe needed a long throw specialist, um I can't do it as well as Harry Clark. I don't think so. I don't know if Ipswich need me right now, but I'm rubbish be... at throwing at throw-ins. Absolutely rubbish. How does that happen though? Like you're a well-coordinated, decent. You've played to a good level. We've, we've had that. <laughs> we've had that discussed before. Mark's not here. We don't need to say that. <laughs> um, I don't understand how professional footballers can't also be very good at throwing the ball quite far, or at least competent. Yeah. yeah. But there are some who try and do long throws and they just can't throw it far enough. They're I've just... got a theory that if you analysed every throw-in taken in professional football, I reckon more than 50% of them, if you used a bit of VAR, which is not what it's for, <laughs> oh, would, would be <laughs> would be foul throws. You watch the foot placement, loads of them are over the line, feet off the floor, not properly behind the head. Um, imagine if VAR started checking all those. Uh, a goal gets ruled out because two minutes earlier someone took a foul throw. That'd be so painful. That's your job for next season, then, Stu. Um, Analysing that, Ross. When when are you getting on the pitch? Against Forest Green, they're not very good, are they? Um, no offence to any Forest Green Rovers players if they're listening. Um, Which they will be. Yeah, they definitely. will be. Definitely. Yeah, Charlie Savage and all that. Um, yeah. I'm just looking at the game. Like a lot of players came on in the 59th, 68th, and 77th minute. So maybe 77th minute. So I when, I've, when they're four nil up. Yeah, when they're four nil up. So yeah, that's when we're deployed, isn't it? Maybe a triple substitution. The board goes up. They're already four nil up. Um, yeah, we'll ch- chuck us on. What would the reaction of Portman Road be to that when these three <laughs> these three chumps are lining up on the touchline? Yeah. <laughs> um, hmm. Mark in a little wheelchair just sat <laughs> ready to come on with his knee I don't think ideally it's going to be last game of the season Ipswich have, have amazingly romped to victory at Fleetwood to seal second place and then my, my role is to stoppage time you come on Kieran has He's an elephant. He never forgets. He's remembered those scenes when Fleetwood celebrated at the end of the game 
when they got their draw at Portman Road and Josh Earl was giving it the was it Josh Earl giving it yeah. the big one and uh, yeah they didn't they didn't they didn't uh, didn't show a great deal of dignity did they in 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 getting that draw and Kieran's remembered that and he goes go on then he's been told he's got to play me so go on go on Watto go and give him go and give someone a big old kick watch out for Toto Stu <laughs> oh there we go. <laughs> Oh, I, don't uh, just, I think I would if I come off second best in a tackle with you, Ross. I'm, I'm certainly in trouble against Toto. Just, just to complete the scenario, in in who's who's told him that he has to play you? Who who's decreed? Uh, well, whoever the mailbag question came in from, they've uh, got mullet. the power. Mullet. Yeah, mullet, mullet. Mullet says uh, you've got to play. Okay. Uh, you've got to play the Kings, <laughs> and he'll know what that means. I'm going to break all my own rules and try and find a specific question because um, it made me laugh when I saw it. Have I even... Here we go. Um, John Randall, Tractor Boy 70, simply wrote, Halloumi, question mark. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Three it. yeses. Um, right, we're going, to t- we're going to do two more. We're going to start with this one from Ian Goddard. Um, Eric Ten Hag, Eric Ten Hag is sacked by Manchester United with immediate effect due to, let's say, uh, a betting scam. Uh, due to popular demand, McKenna and Carrick take over as joint managers at Old Trafford. Who's next at Ipswich Town? Are our lawyers okay with with that scenario that's just been painted? Uh, just... I think it's been made very clear that this is a fictional scenario and that there's okay. in, no, in no way is um, Eric Ten Hag embroiled in anything. Um, of any of any ill nature. Uh, also, I don't think either McKenna or Carrick um, would take that as a joint manager. I think they're both they're both uh, on their own path. But that's not the point. Who's the next young? I think they. I think Ipswich would go the same same profile again, management wise. Who is next on that? Um, they that train. They always talk about Anthony Barry, don't they? Is that having a go? Have you seen he's got another new job? He's like combining coaching Chelsea with coaching um, Portugal as well. And not, I assume he's not doing the Republic of Ireland stuff. I, I, I would well. imagine. I would imagine so. That would be awkward. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's someone that I I looked at a lot when before Kieran McKenna got the job. Um, you know, he's, he's certainly talked about as being one of the next. Uh, Bright young managers that has kind of um, done it, done it, done their coaching trade from an early stage. I don't know who. I'll be honest, I'm not sure. I'm sure Mark Ashton has done his research and has. Well, he's he said before, isn't he, on podcasts and stuff with us that he's very much across younger managers and and who's trending upwards and things like that. So there's probably names that we're not even aware of the Ipswich are at the moment, but they, they would have to go down the same sort of model, wouldn't they? Mm. Um, when all the stuff with Conte was happening during during the week, I did see a news article where Harry Redknapp declared that he would would be willing to come out of retirement and manage, uh, and manage Tottenham. I'm sure he would. I'm sure you would, Harry, but I don't think that call's, that call's coming for you. Um, let's do a couple more. Uh, very quickly, John, John Randall, again, the man... He's got two questions in. I shouldn't have let that happen. But what what oil is best for air frying? I think that's a general kind of information question he wants 
an answer you use an air fryer what what do you use do you use any oil isn't that the whole point uh yeah i don't Just... i'll be honest this is one for mark when he comes back because i use my air fryer almost exclusively to to make rubbish unhealthy dinners for my child bang some fish fingers in there and some chips and some turkey dinosaurs that's that's what the air fryer is for in my house so i i don't know is the answer that's my con my concern about getting an air fryer would be that kind of food but for me as kind of like a snack during the day while i'm sat at home i i can't work from home for much longer i really can't um because of that just keep put i'd put too many turkey dinosaurs in the oven um let's do one more should we do one more Oh, Tom Crowhurst, Tom Tomo93. Hi, gents. Keen follower of the show each week. I've made a horrible schoolboy error by arranging my wedding in Italy the day after the playoff final at Wembley. Can someone assure me that it'll all be okay and we'll finish second comfortably at least? My family are furious. Cheers. I assume that means none of his family will, will be able to attend the playoff final should town, should town require it. There's ways around this, isn't there? I assume this is coming after the change of date this week. Yep. Getting married on a Tuesday. Yep. I mm. rate it. I rate midweek weddings very highly. Very highly. Can it could it be done? Could some of the guests get from yeah, depends where in Italy we're talking, doesn't it? There's ways though. The game kicks off at three, finishes at five. Finishes at five. You've got all of Monday night to get to Italy for a presumably a Tuesday afternoon wedding. So it can be done. But does he want us to say we're finishing top two though? Is is that really the question to assure him? We doesn't need to worry about that. That worry. We can't. We can't do that for him. I've, I've done, that's not within our gift. To do to give that assurance, all I think all we can do is a, is assure him that he he can he can get to his wedding. Mm. It's quite telling, actually, that we all that we just jump straight to scenarios of making the playoff final work. There, I I think I did that on a very subconscious level, but I think that probably tells me where my head's at at the moment with it all. That that's where I jump to. And the fact that I would, uh, I didn't even question that it would be the final as well because I'd backed them heavily. I know we're going back to some football chat here now, but I would, I'd fancy it switch over two legs, given how few goals they concede and how few games they've lost and their their goal threat and everything. But yeah, the fact that none of us just went, no, 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 top two, absolutely fine, don't worry about it. Um, none of us jumped straight in with that, did we? So I think. I think it's going to go down to the last game. That's that's what I think is going to happen. And then you coming off the bench in the closing stages of it. That's what this is going to come down to. <clears throat> My wife has suddenly become very interested in, in the Ipswich result. She ne never even asks normally, but uh, my daughter's birthday is uh, is probably going to fall on... There's every chance it's going to fall on when are the, one of the semi-finals is um, for the playoffs. So... Um, 
yeah, suddenly there's there's been a bit of interest and oh, they're, they're winning games again now. That's good. <laughs> Do you think they can finish top two? <laughs> the stakes are high. Mm. They, they just got that little bit, that little bit higher. Um, I'm going to close. I'm going to close up the mail case. That's a satisfying sound. Yeah, I fixed the hinges on that recently as well. That was satisfying. I'm very proud of myself. Um, With um, one of those little screwdrivers you get yeah. in a cracker at Christmas. Yep, exactly that. They do have their uses. Um, the little spinning tops don't. Neither do the oversized paper clips because they're too big. But the uh, the screwdrivers, the screwdrivers do. Um, let's draw a line. Any other business before we crack on? What is that football shirt over your shoulder? It's purple. It's old. It's Fiorentina. Must it's, be. Yeah, yeah. It's very old. It's from 1991. Wow! Before I was born. Sorry, boys. Very nice. A- any ideas what that's what that company do? Dices. Yeah, it looks like a dice, doesn't it? But is there only a single dot? It's a dice with a yellow, a blue, and a red side, and each side has got one one white dot on it. And the sponsor is Gio Churia. Probably butchered the pronunciation there. Ross is Italian. Ross is Italian, so if you mm, could yeah. pizza, <laughs> it's a pizza company. No, no, no. It's a toy shop. I nearly uh, said that. Yeah. 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 It's um, got number eight on the back as well. Right. I like it. So do I. So do I. That's arrived this week. I've, I've in, that's an investment piece. That one. Very pleased. Very pleased. Any other business, Ross? Before we uh, say goodbye. Uh yeah. I failed another theory test. Just thought I'd put out. There. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Just drop that in there just as we finish. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's a downer, yeah. isn't it? What? How yeah. how many is that now? Uh eight now. So nearly double figures, boys. So yeah. Right, let's break it down. Bit of analysis. What happened? How uh, it, was, it was Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon. Nice uh, sunny day in it switch and uh yeah. I, do you know what I was confident? Maybe too confident. I was having a nice chat with the woman who was doing the, you know, checks the, you know, if I was, you know, right to be at this this time. And she's like, "How are you?" And I went, "Yeah, fine." Did my locker key and everything. I went, "This is it. This is bloody it, boys and girls." And um, did you announce that to everybody in the room? <laughs> no, but in my head, I was like, "I've got this." Do you know come on, like, chest yeah. bumping everybody. Yeah, come on. I hope you do do well as well, but um, but yeah, forty one out of fifty, you have to get forty four. So oh, three short. Yeah. So so yeah, sorry, ladies, and gentlemen. Everyone asks me all the time, and still got the the no. So oh. next one, what what were the questions that tripped you up? Do you remember? Uh, I know what a Ford is now. That came up, so I was able to get that right. Um. I don't know, to be honest, on top of my head. But um, has a perception. That's, that is a problem for proceeding from here. Yeah. You should, should probably try and remember which ones. I, do, I know, but not on top of my head right now. I have made a note of a few of them. Okay. But... Right. Next away trip, we'll, we'll, get to, we'll get to work on that in the car again. Okay. Have you booked another one? No, not yet. Because I just want to just let this sort of simmer down a little bit get out of my system and then 
Crack you've got to feel you've got to feel the pain, as Paul Cook would say. You've got to let it you've got to let it settle in. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, that's a miserable way to end the podcast. Um Sorry. thanks to Manscaped. Real <laughs> real thanks to Ginger Pickle, who um could do all your content marketing and your SEO and stuff. They might even help you pass a driving test, you never know. Um that might be in their gift. Um, thank you for listening. We'll be back probably, probably the middle of next week to when we ramp things up back towards the the football again. But but once we start next week, it's going to be relentless from that point onwards. A packed April is it eight games in April, eight huge games, all of which will be bigger than the last cup finals. Andy, oh no, he's done that as well, hasn't he? Eight eight cup finals and then another cup final in May. Um, possibly then another cup final after two more cup finals, cup semi-finals. Um, it's going to be huge. But um, we'll see you next week. Have a good weekend. Enjoy a football-free weekend. Recharge your batteries because you're going to need them um, as we run in towards what is hopefully a real, real promotion push. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.